You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hi, this is Paul from Outer Loop Coaching and OuterloopCoaching.com. I'm here to talk to you this week about three things you need to think about before you choose your cover art. And one thing I promise you haven't thought of before. Before we get started, subscribe to the OuterloopCoaching.com email list. You'll get great information into your email inbox every single week. If you're listening on the Managemental Podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Outer Loop Records YouTube channel where you can like, comment, and subscribe so you can get all of this stuff and all of its video glory. If you're watching on YouTube, you must, must, must subscribe to the Managemental Podcast. Do it now on your favorite podcast catcher. Let's get started. Before I dive into the three things you need to think about before you choose your cover art, do the world a favor and do not make cover art that is nothing but a pictorial representation of your album title. Literal cover art is the sign of a novice. Please don't do it. Let's dive in. Number one. Use your cover art to introduce yourself to new audiences. Stay on brand. You want to make sure that your cover art, if it is the first thing that people see from you and your band, that it tells them exactly what it is that you sound like or what it is that you are trying to project as being the personality or the theme of you and your music. Super important. Number two, think about how your cover art is going to translate to merch. If you've got something that just is not going to look good on a t-shirt, not going to look good on a keychain, I don't know, all the other stuff that you want to sell, you're going to pay for it later on. So don't, don't do it. Make sure your cover art looks great and everywhere you're going to want to put it, not just the CD, not just on the Spotify when it shows up in the corner. Okay, number three, creating offshoots for singles. Make sure that when you put out your singles before the album comes out, and I know you're going to do that, you can use different interpretations of that album art so that way it will get people excited for the album itself. Don't try to get too creative with your single art. You want the entire experience of your album to be immersive. So think about also, does that cover art inspire video ideas? Is it something that you can actually produce as a video without breaking the bank? That's a great cover art. Make it immersive for your audience. They want to be able to dive into the album as an entire experience and not just a collection of songs. Here's that last thing that I'm sure you haven't thought of. Think of SEO. When you're coming up with your album title, it better be something that somebody's going to be able to find when they search for it. If you name your album something that isn't going to be findable, don't be surprised when nobody is able to find it. All right. Uh, Comment 
If you're watching this on YouTube, down below, please tell me, what is your favorite cover art of the last few years? I'd love to know. All right. And next week, we are going to talk about three things you need to have in your bio. You're not going to want to miss this. People make so many mistakes with their bios. So let's make sure yours is right. So tune in next week. This is Paul from Outer Loop Coaching and OuterloopCoaching.com. I hope to see you visiting the website soon. I'll see you next week. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Managemental Podcast, the weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. All right, that's terrible. That's more like a air raid siren. I'm trying to do a blowing in, the sound of someone blowing into a conch shell, which is what the legendary Krishna hardcore band 108 used to do in the early days of them playing shows. 108 was this amazing Krishna inspired hardcore band. It features Vic Dakara guitar player who was in a band called Inside Out. Inside Out is famous for Zach De La Rocha, the singer of Rage Against the Machine. So it's not for everyone, but hey, since we talk about the streaming services a lot on uh, the show at this point, you got Spotify or Apple Music, the, the, letter, or the, the letters, I think they're numbers, 108. Check them out. There's a sick song called Deathbed, and uh, <laughs> Blasco, you'll love it because me and my boy... Uh, Dave Castillo from St. Vitus uh, are, are always going back and forth arguing whether 108 is better or shelter is better. He's a 108 guy. I'm a shelter guy, but you know, that, that, that's what that, I got. But that, that's what I got for this but, magic number. But that deathbed song is a banger. So good, dude. The Holy guitar tone. Crap. I mean, just the guitar tone and the riffs on that stuff. Vic Dakara, you know, we don't talk a ton about music on here, but Vic Dakara is a legendary hardcore you know just like metallic influence uh guitar player that just mind-boggling if you listen to the stuff that that he did early on so good. yeah no doubt uh in the last episode we chatted about some more predictions for 2019 some more predictions for 2019 <laughs> is what i was trying to say ah <laughs> Uh, that was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, we talk about something that we talk about a lot, which is building your network. However, we're going to show you how to do it in 15 minutes a day. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Yeah, boy. So, Mike, um, I was uh, cruising Hypebot as per usual, and I found a post by Suzanne Paulinski of TuneCore, and the article is called Growing Your Music Industry Network in 15 Minutes a Day. I thought this was perfect for our listeners because how often do we talk about building your network? And so now we're going to give them some tools of how to build that in only 15 minutes a day uh, via our friend uh, Suzanne over at TuneCore. 
So yeah, this is cool because so much of the stuff you know I think you know you and I talk about is sort of concepts and you know uh, kind of not picking apart, but you know sort of uh, pointing out the strengths and weaknesses of of other articles. What I like about this is it's cool because it's really hands on what you can be doing, um, you know, while you're sitting around, uh, yeah, try, trying to figure out how to grow. And more importantly, anyone that listens to this episode and wants to uh, implement these this 15-minute-a-day strategy into your plan, um, do it. Do it for a couple of weeks. I challenge you to do it for three weeks, four weeks, and then email us, askblasco at gmail.com, and tell us how it went. You know, Tell us what you got done, but let's kick it off. Let me guess. You're a working on new music, but you keep hearing about the importance of having an engaged, growing fan base and solid connections within the industry in order to get ahead, like Mike and I talk about all the time. But with a demanding day job and the time spent on that new music, your main thought is, who's got the time for all that networking and socializing? No matter how digital this business gets, real connections are always going to be your career's best currency. Below is an example of how you can get the ball rolling during the week with only 15 minutes each day of the week, you can make progress and keep building this habit so that down the road, you'll have a strong foundation for reaching out to new fans and potential industry collaborators with ease and confidence. So Mike, the 15 minutes that you're going to spend on Monday goes like this. Spend 15 minutes determining the type of audience you want to connect with this week. Do you want to get more leads for potential clients, more email subscribers, more venue contacts to reach out to for booking shows? What about more playlist curators to pitch new music to? Don't try to focus on all of them at once. Spend 15 minutes getting clear on one type of audience and why you want to reach out to them. What result do you want to come from reaching out? This is great because I think so many of us, myself included, sometimes get so caught up in the like, how am I going to do it? You know, what's going to be the result? And don't take this, what I would consider a really giant step backwards before moving forwards. It's asking that question. What's my goal? Really? I mean, that's what it is. And the cool thing is she's giving some really good specific goals as to what you might want to take a look at. And if you don't know, right, like maybe you're sitting there saying, God, I don't even know whether I want more potential clients, which, you know, maybe in this case it's fans or I want more email subscribers or whatever. As Blasco said, if, if there's a challenge out there, pick one. Pick one and go for it. Double down and let's see what the results are. If you think that Blasco and I got to where we are, right, which really isn't that far ahead of anybody listening, you know, it, a lot of it has been through trial and error. And so I think that this is a really cool way to to do that. This is awesome. I mean, like option paralysis is so real. Like, you know, to think of like just the way that you can implement this strategy of like, just focus on what is it that you want. I want more gigs. Okay, on Monday, you're going to spend 15 minutes trying to find some promoters in your area. Like that's it. And because it's like whenever everything is a priority, nothing gets done. 
oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to get gigs and I want to get a record deal. And I want to speak to managers and I want to get on this blog and edit. And it, it's just oh, like overload. It's done. But this is great. Just focus. Pick one thing that you want to accomplish this week. Spend 15 minutes finding a list of people that can help you. And then that's it. Cut it off. Moving on to the rest of the day. And that and that, and that's it. It's fucking awesome. Um, Tuesday, spend 15 minutes determining where this audience hangs out. Are they on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook groups? Sit and think about it for a moment. If you're looking to find more music supervisors, hit up IMDb. If you're looking at playlist curators, think more along the lines of Spotify and YouTube. You don't have to start finding any yet. Just make a plan for how tomorrow's 15 minutes will be spent. Don't rush this. Use the full block of time to really think this through and do some initial research. Yeah, not only doing some research, but you can even do some crowdsourcing of, you know, your your of the research. You know, if you if you're not sure, right, and you've got a little bit of a following or you've got a lot of friends or there's, you know, a number of groups on social media, you know, Facebook groups, for instance, can you go in there and say, hey, guys, where are, you know, in her case, you list mu- music supervisors, but, you know, where are my, you know, local promoters, you know, wh- where are they spending the most time? And, you know, you might be surprised. I would say don't assume that you know the answer to something because there's been plenty of times in my career where I've used something, I've seen somebody on there, you know, uh, or multiple people on there. And so I just assume that's where everybody is. I went and asked the question, turns out, yeah, they are there, but they're spending most of their time somewhere else. And there's, you know, three to four times as many people uh, at, the, at that other place. And so I had to quickly catch up and get my ass over there in order to make the biggest impact possible. This is great. So to recap, Monday, you spend 15 minutes making a determination as to what your goal is going to be this week. As an example, I want to connect with people that can book my band. I want to, I want to get more gigs, right? That's it. On Tuesday, you may, you, you narrow down where these people are going to hang out, meaning I need to make a determination as to how where these people are so that I can connect with them, right? So Wednesday, once you have determined what platform you'll focus your energy on, spend 15 minutes commenting, sharing, liking posts by the type of people you want to connect with. It may be best to set a timer specifically for today's task as it can be easy to fall into a social media hole and lose time and focus. Use this time to leave thoughtful comments that will spark engagement and likely followbacks. This falls under Gary V's 180 strategy, where you leave your two cents on the top nine posts of your top 10 most relevant hashtags. Now, 15 minutes may not be enough time to leave comments, likes on 90 posts, but check out his explanation, meaning Gary V, uh, of his strategy and apply it to a few hashtags a week. Even if the 15 minutes is spent engaging with one to three people, that results from small progress and still worth it. 
Yeah, this is interesting, and I and that was a little confusing as I'm following along what that strategy is. And you know, I'm not a avid follower of Gary V, but uh, am familiar with his work. But what it sounds like to me is, you know, Gary makes a lot of posts. He obviously has a lot of tash ta- a, a lot of hashtags. Sounds like if there's ten most relevant ones, then he goes to those, finds the nine posts, you know, the and and leaves two cents, which is. Their, his opinion, his comments there. Mm-hmm. And that way you're not, like they say, you know, just, I mean, that's saying leaving comments on 90 posts, right? Nine times 10 gives you 90 and you may not have that time. But, you know, a guy like Gary Vee with as many hashtags as he has, I mean, he could go and and probably spend days commenting. And so, you know, the interesting thing here is, you may not even have hashtags. So don't get caught in the weeds or the particulars of this. And we'll leave a, a link to, to, to this in the show notes. But it's really just saying, figure out, you know, yeah, where, what platform it is, and then making sure that you're actually commenting, you know, leaving a, a thoughtful, which, which really is a relevant comment, something that's contributing to the conversation, you know? Yeah. It doesn't mean you got to go leave a diatribe, you know, a sixth thing, you know, leave something short, but yeah, have it be educated, have it be something that's engaging, maybe something that almost requires a response from the the person who posts it. If Blasco posts something about Catterday and, uh, you know, I want to engage with Blasco, I might say, hey, man, that's a really cool picture. Where'd you get the shirt that you're wearing in this photo? Right? Yes. And if Blasco's looking at it, he might be like, oh, damn. Maori cares where I got this shirt. I got it at, you know, he probably didn't get it at Rockabilia, but I'll say that since that episode sponsored by Rockabilia. <laughs> but those are the types of, you know, I mean, I, I realize this may seem like really small and redundant. I'm talking through it because sometimes I have to remind myself of these very simple strategies. None of this stuff is hard. What it is is being in, in having discipline as well as, you know, uh, dedication. So. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. And look, I mean, and not to lose the plot of, of what she's you know laying out here, this is networking, right? So what she's doing is she's giving you some tools to network because you're not going to expand your network and you're not going to meet more people that could potentially aid in the in your future or, or building your career by hiding in, in the dark corner. Like you got to get out there, you got to meet some people and you got to let these people know that you have a personality, that 
You, and, and, and these are people that potentially that you can collaborate with on some level, whether it's them getting you a gig or whether it's someone that can go, you know, that's willing to pay for a ticket to go to your show, or maybe it's something completely different. But the point of it is, is you can't network by not being available. So if finding people through hashtags and social media is an easy way to do it, this strategy is uh, a tool to, to be able to, where you can get out there. Now you don't have to follow it exactly. I mean, you know, certainly, um, but it is a tool that could work or, to, to, you know, just find your own way to do it. But the point of it is you got to put yourself out there and you got to start meeting some people that can help expand your career. Thursday, spend 15 minutes writing a templated message to use when reaching out to contacts directly. If you are looking for more fans or growing your network with industry leaders in general, the actions above are a great place to start engagement. However, if there are specific contacts you have come across in your research thus far, and you have a specific request for them, for example, asking a blogger to review your music, asking a tastemaker to add a song to their playlist, asking your super fans to share your latest YouTube video, etc., then use this time to create a template you can use each time you reach out to people. Keep it respectful and to the point. If you're emailing, send links, not attachments. Yeah, you know, I, I whether it's for, you know, growing your contacts or whatever it may be, anytime you're trying to almost like systemize uh, a method of outreach, having at least some frame or some part of your outreach being templated makes sense. I mean, you know, there's been multiple times where I'm trying to, let's say I'm trying to get a, a developing artist signed somebody who's unsigned and I want to present a certain bit of information. I want to you know, be able to share the latest video. I want to be able to share certain statistics. I may want to share a great online review, whatever else it may be. I've got that part of it more or less easy to cut and paste. And so the beginning and ends of my emails or outreach, uh, you know, what differs is maybe, you know, how I'm connecting. If I, again, I'll use Blasco as the example, you know, if I'm going to send him an email tomorrow with an artist that I want him to check out and, and I've got that, you know, that core of stuff. Hey, Blasco it was great recording the podcast with you yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. Hey man, that one thing was really funny. I'm, I'm like retouching, you know, kind of that intro icebreaker and then bam with the template. And then, you know, depending, it could just have a generic, uh, you know, um, a signature, or it could again be something personal, you know, based on whoever the person is. If I'm going for, you know, if I'm reaching out to multiple genres or types of people, or let's say in my case, I'm reaching out to an agent, agent template part, you know, some of the communication at the top and bottom might be different, but that template part is pretty much consistent. Um, you know, that said, and I won't complicate it too much, sometimes I want to deliver the same information in a different way to each relevant person in the industry. Now that said, it wouldn't apply here because, you know, again, if you go back to Monday, she says, you know, I determine that type of audience. So once you've got your audience home, you really should just have one pretty easy template for each particular audience. Yeah. I use templates all the time. Uh, my, my tip here is, is that templates are totally okay, but you have to make sure that you're leaving room for some, uh, you know, a personal connection 
Like you don't want it to be, be like to whom it may concern. Like you have to, you, you have to leave room. If you're reaching out to these people on a personal basis, um, you want to be able to connect with them on a personal level, like make sure that you're using their name, right? And then point out something that you have in common or that, hey, I saw, you know, I commented on your thing or I saw that you liked my photo or, or you know, like s- some type of immediate personal connection. One, you got to use my real name. Two, hook me, make me, make me realize that we have a connection somewhere else, right? And then, okay, cool. Then I can plop in the, the template there of like, oh yeah, great. But you, you, people that can, or tastemakers or fans or whatever, someone that can enhance your life by further, you know, getting your career much, much bigger. You have to treat those people with respect and you don't want them to feel like they're just getting some copy and paste, right? So got to make it personal as well. Um, Friday. Spend 15 minutes reaching out to those contacts. When you have a template written and you're clear on who you want to reach out to, choose three people each week to send your personalized template to. Could you send it out to more people? Sure. But if you have only 15 minutes, reaching out to three people a week is better than none. And once you've done the research and you've written the template as outlined above, each following day, you can use your 15 minutes to reach out to three more people. The important thing is to turn these tasks into habits that you work into your routine each and every day. And don't forget to schedule a follow-up a week from when you first made contact. Some weeks will be reaching out heavy and others will be follow up heavy. Following up is so important and so many don't do it. Make sure you keep track of whom you've reached out to, their status, and when you're following up. Yeah. I mean, this is just great practical advice. And it comes from somebody who's obviously done it because the advice that they're giving you, again, maybe the the strategies that Blasco and I use might be tweaked a little bit. Uh, you know, my follow-up time period might be just a bit different than Blasco's, you know, and, and there's no hard, fast rule on that stuff. I think what we can say is following up is paramount to getting any results. Many of us, myself included, often miss things because we are in a busy, 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 you know, uh, society and industry where we're getting methods of contact, you know, all the time. Um, and, and so therefore, you know, polite follow-ups, um, you know, at certain intervals are absolutely, you know, they're a must that said you follow up two or three times and you hear nothing back, you know, you're going to have to assume that, you know, you're, you're not going to get a response that said it isn't all, it isn't all lost. You know, I used to think when I followed up with people, if I didn't hear back, it meant they never paid attention to it. And inevitably Blasco, what would happen would be, you know, I'd run into somebody at an industry event, you know, six months later and, you know, let's say I'd pitched them a band. They're like, oh yeah, man, I really, you know, I checked that out and, and it was really cool Yeah. when you sent it over. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, why didn't they respond? Because I think you and I are a little bit more trained to respond to people, you know, and inevitably you just have to understand that by reaching out and doing so in that capacity and, and following up again in a respectful manner, you, you know, you, you are actually making an impact that is you know that is important and really yeah 
I was gonna, I was going to summarize something, but I'll wait. I'll wait to get your opinion on this first. Yeah, no. Look, this whole thing is is great, um, and it's really you know to kind of summarize, it's like just breaking down a much bigger daunting task into a little fifteen minute habit every day. So look, Monday, spend fifteen minutes determining what your goal for the week is. Just one. My goal is to get more gigs. Great. Then determine. So if that's the case, I'm going to have to reach out to talent bookers, right? Um, and then Tuesday, spend 15 minutes determining where, how you're going to find a talent maker where, or, or, or a talent booker. Where, where, where do they hang out? Um, we know what clubs do they book? Do they have an Instagram? Do they have a Facebook? Is there a Facebook group? Maybe, maybe you have to reach out through the club. You know, maybe the promoter has, has its own website or whatever and do that. Determine that. Um, Wednesday, spend some time networking within those platforms that you found a Facebook group or an Instagram profile or whatever. Try and find. Try and find the people that you want to reach out to and just do a little bit of social network, you know, create your personality. Don't stand, don't stand in the, in, in the dark corner and just be an observer. Get out there, put yourself out there and, and start trying to make a connection. Thursday, spend 15 minutes drafting up a template for what you want to accomplish. Oh, I'd love to see if I can book my band at, at, you know, at your club. I see some, some major acts are coming through or, you know, you're potentially looking for a local opener, right? Whatever the template is. And then Friday, spend 15 minutes putting that template into effect and sending it off to these people and see what you get. And then let it incubate for a minute. If you, if you don't get an immediate response, that's okay. We're all busy people, but respectfully, like Mike's saying, respectfully follow up, you know, give it a week. Maybe, maybe week one is, the, the the initial blast and then the following one is you determine what responses that you got and then you follow up with the ones that you didn't simplifying breaking down a potentially much you know big like oh my god how do i get gigs how do i meet these people how do i break it down 15 minutes a day don't overwhelm yourself don't stress yourself out you know and and i and and i think that this is this is the message here. This is this is what she's saying. And I think that you can replicate this into a bunch of different ways. But here we're talking about networking because we always talk about expanding your network because what's the saying, Mike? Your network is your net worth, right? And so, so, so this is a very practical approach at how you expand yourself by just breaking it down into simple fund, fundamental 15-minute habits a day. I think it's great. Yeah. And the one thing I was going to say is, you know, uh, anything that you're supposed to do daily, right? Sometimes it's easy to think about just skipping a day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with this, I would say because they've simplified it and made it into 15 minutes, you know, it really is imperative that you do each thing on a daily basis. Um, you know, like meaning you might be like, oh, I can just put off Thursday. It's like, no, you really can't. It's only 15 minutes. And so really dedicate yourself to that. Add it into your schedule and make sure, you know, that you're able to do it. And and really what I would say, it's not in here, but, you know, use Saturday and or Sunday to really review. Yeah. Take a look at, at, at what was effective. Take a look at what you felt the most comfortable with. Sometimes, you know, getting out of your comfort zone is helpful. 
and and definitely you know just just try to find some fun in this stuff i think so many of us myself included when we're pushing and pushing we take ourselves so seriously and if you can really try to enjoy the process as opposed to just focusing on the results inevitably the results will come and you'll realize that you had a good time doing it yeah man well that was cool and that concludes episode 108 um go check out that song new band um (laughs) (laughs) thank you for tuning in we will, be, we will be back here next week. I'm marble mountain. Uh, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Check me out on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at MikeOloop and go to OuterloopCoaching.com if you're interested in propelling your music career just a bit further and want to dig into some of the courses that we offer over there. And last but not least, have some pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Just just because you're feeling tropical. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Peace. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.